tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's January 15th. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. Hey, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Right Report, your daily news podcast. A very good holiday Monday to you. Martin Luther King Day, of course. And it is a chilly one for most of us. Goodness gracious. Well, we have got a busy week coming up, both here at home, abroad, and even some news about this podcast with a development about a company called NewsGuard that is choosing to review and rate my podcast. And here's the upshot. This NewsGuard company is chocked full of partisans, including a former CIA colleague of mine, and they have some doubts, they say, about the neutrality of my work. And that could lead to a bad rating from NewsGuard, which is used by advertisers, amongst others. Uh, So we'll talk about that development in a bit. But before we get into all that, let's do a news roundup this morning about the latest events that are shaping America and the world. Let's start on the domestic front, shall we? All eyes are on the state of Iowa today, the first state in the country to hold its vote for the Republican nominee for the White House. But two things could skew the vote, including some nasty weather and some Democrat voters who admit that they are playing some sneaky games. I'll explain both of those things this week as we get results. Next, Biden staffers and other federal government employees are staging a walkout tomorrow, protesting what they say is Mr. Biden's support for Israel and genocide. We should see employees from over a dozen federal agencies participate in this walkout, so I'll be watching and I'll keep you posted. Third, and speaking of Mr. Biden, the White House was the scene of violent street protests on Saturday night by leftists who oppose the war in Israel. But according to the chief of D.C.'s police, those violent protests were mostly peaceful. And that phrasing might sound familiar. That is how the BLM and Antifa riots of 2020 were described by Democrats and left-leaning media outlets at the time. So I will give you updates and provide my analysis and opinion on this, bringing in my CIA experience and how this idea of framing violence as being actually peaceful fits the behavior that I have normally seen in regimes and tyrants abroad. Fourth, we've got more developments on the bizarre saga of the U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. As of this recording, he is still in the hospital, though on Saturday, the Pentagon said that he was in good condition. But yesterday, the White House changed or added some context to that assessment by saying that he still needs additional care, including physical therapy, all in the hospital. We'll talk about that this week. Next, the U.S. southern border continues to descend further into crisis and chaos, with Illinois' Governor J.B. Pritzker saying that, quote, I plead for mercy as he begged Texas Governor Greg Abbott to stop sending buses of illegal migrants to his state. But as Mr. Abbott and others correctly point out, it is the migrants who are choosing their final destination, irrespective of who's driving the bus or flying the planes. Now, I should note that the labeling of the southern border as a crisis 
That label is being contested this morning. Over the weekend, Mr. Biden said, no, it is not a crisis at all. Plus, one senior New York Democrat named Jerry Nadler, he suggested that the record number of illegals is actually a very good thing. He said that we need those unvetted migrants to pick our vegetables and work in our fields. I'll share with you my analysis and opinion on that. Namely, how that argument is strikingly similar to that which was made in the run-up to the U.S. Civil War about cotton. All right, pivoting now to international news, we start with this. More airstrikes in Yemen over the weekend and again last night with the U.S. and the U.K. hitting more targets belonging to the Houthi terrorists. Also, we have our first evidence that the shipping chaos in the Red Sea is now impacting you. With retailers like Target seeing shipping delays, same is true of Tesla and a company called Tractor Supply. We'll also talk about later this week, Palestinians are bribing corrupt Egyptian officials and military personnel to sneak out of the Gaza Strip. The bribe, by the way, runs about $10,000 a person, give or take. Israel is well aware that this is going on and they want to stop it, namely the illegal flow of people and material in and out of the Gaza Strip. And they want to take over a strip of land called the Philadelphia Corridor. So we will grab our maps this week and we will explore exactly where this is, what it is, and why we should care. Second, regarding our international news, we are going to talk about the latest in Asia with a particular focus on Taiwan. They voted for a new president, uh, as I shared with you on Friday. The winner is a man who is generally regarded as anti-China or pro-independence. We'll discuss that and him and why the reaction from China has so far been pretty muted, although it's likely due to some bad weather. I'll explain that this week. Third, we will swing by the African country of the Congo this week to talk about a recent election there, plus a dramatic uptick in radical Islamic terror attacks. We'll remind ourselves of why we should care about this country so far away and why the spread of radical Islam there might affect us here. And speaking of Africa, the country of South Africa is back in the news. They've got a big election coming up that might toss out the ruling leftist party that has governed that nation since the end of apartheid. We'll talk about why we should care about that, plus this little interesting tidbit. Most every American automaker right now is scrambling to make friends with a company in a remote South African city called Imbobela. Finally, a little bit closer to home, we've got some news out of Canada this morning about a new oil pipeline that is set to open, and it will reshape the world's oil supply. And that means that there will be impacts here in the U.S. when the spigots start to flow. More on that this week. Plus, lots of other great news from countries like Cameroon in Africa, Guatemala, El Salvador in Latin America. We've also got some wonderful listener questions to talk about this week. Plus, I got this comment from Shirley from somewhere in America. Brian, she wrote, Your podcast is the best news reporting and analysis that I've heard in my 67 years. You are a blessing to me, as well as to many others, I'm certain. I'm so grateful to become a paid subscriber to your podcast. Well, Shirley, that made my heart so full when I read that. I think that was uh, Saturday night. Thank you. And I am fired up to keep this podcast just roaring through 2024. But Shirley and everybody, we do have a, a new little headwind to talk about. It's about a company called NewsGuard. This is a developing story that started on Friday, but here is a quick summary. NewsGuard is a privately held for-profit company that promises to fairly judge news websites and podcasts. They rate them on fairness and political bias. 
in turn, advertisers, other companies, nations, governments all around the world then use this NewsGuard rating for, well, all sorts of things to include whether an advertiser might partner with a podcast like mine. In other words, a bad rating means no ad money or less of it. Now, here's what's interesting. NewsGuard promises that their judgment and their rating process is totally politically neutral, and so too are the judges, their staff. But is that true? Well, a quick review of their board, their advisors, and their chief executives finds that NewsGuard is chocked full of longtime Democrat politicians, donors, and voters, a vast majority of them, actually. But what about their staff and their biases? Because they are the ones who are intimately involved in judging and rating people like me and my podcast. Well, I asked NewsGuard to share more details about their staff bias, especially those who would be reviewing the right report, because I want to investigate their political biases as they investigate mine. Well, NewsGuard is refusing to say anything about that. They're not interested in helping me in that regard. Instead, they insist that their process is fair, that I shouldn't worry about it, and that their staff have actually signed some agreements to be nonpartisan as they evaluate podcasts like mine. Just trust the process, in other words. Which, well, incredibly, the process, it's now complete. I got that update just before I came to sit down to record, and here's what's bizarre. First, they rated the right report based on three briefs from three episodes earlier this month. But why those? The right report has over 1,000 briefs, hundreds of episodes, but why those three? NewsGuard refuses to tell me. Second, based on the review from those three, a NewsGuard staffer told me that I have a demonstrated conservative bias, that I have failed to offer other opinions on this podcast, and that I fail to inform my listeners about my biases. So that's the latest. I don't know the ultimate score or rating. More to come on that this week. But I bring this to you today because it means a couple of very important things. First, it means that I am now firmly under the microscope of a company that is powered by some pretty heavy partisan hitters, mostly on the left, and that includes an old CIA colleague of mine, General Michael Hayden. And it is unclear why he or this company or any of its personnel have decided to choose me for this scrutiny or ratings. I asked this question. They refused to disclose. So, folks, if you get value from this podcast, please do consider this morning either a donation or becoming a paid subscriber at rightreport.substack.com. The links to do both are in the show notes. As ever, I ask this with great humility. And I do so because I suspect that this news means that I will need you to stand beside me, ladies and gentlemen, throughout this year. And that's because I'm not backing down. I am proud of what you all are helping me build. And that's a podcast that front loads facts and data with transcripts, with all of the sourcing. And when I pivot to analysis and opinion, I make that very clear to listeners. And as ever, you can take or toss my view. But the point is, you've got the facts and the sourcing, if you want them, to judge for yourselves. And if NewsGuard doesn't like that model and rates this podcast poorly because of it, well, they're spoiling for a fight. And to that, I say, bring it on. And I say that, ladies and gentlemen, because I believe that you will stand with me as I fight back, because this is a fight that we must win.
And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude your special morning brief on this January holiday. As always, I will see you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They're the words from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.